We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, what's up, listeners? This is Curtis Patrick from the Dynasty Command Center podcast. Travis and I are jumping on for an emergency episode here. It's going to be a special edition, episode 37 of the pod. We're going to talk about Patrick Mahomes, this horrific knee injury, what it means for him, the rest of the Chiefs from a dynasty perspective, and the rest of 2019 perspective. But before we get into that content, I want to encourage you to go to Yahoo Daily Fantasy, make a deposit, and use our promo code VIZ25. You're going to get 25 bucks for free. You can use that money to chase a big GPP jackpot or start your slow cash build journey uh, to a bigger bankroll by the end of 2019. That's code Viz25, that's V-I-Z-2-5 at Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Dynasty Command Center podcast. It is the home of the biggest edge in Dynasty fantasy football. My name is Travis May. I am the Debbie coordinator at Rotoviz, and I'm joined by Curtis Patrick again, and he is the Dynasty coordinator at Rotoviz. And we are, like Curtis said in pre-run there, we are talking about Patrick Mahomes and all the Chiefs that uh, are probably, their values are probably very much so uh, up in the air right now as it stands, uh, uh, looking at the rest of this season uh, due to uh, the kind of surprise, well, a big surprise uh, injury to Patrick Mahomes. So Curtis, obviously I, I was on my way home when this happened. I was setting up for the show and then all of a sudden I realized, oh my gosh, oh no, oh no. <laughs> and I'm sure I'm not the only one. Uh, I don't even have Mahomes basically anywhere on my, on my teams. 
but I think I have one share of Patrick Mahomes, but I'm sure people are freaking out right now. Are, are you somebody that's just kind of freaking out over what this means, not only just to Patrick Mahomes, but to the, the entire Chiefs offense? Yeah, the rip, the ripple effect is going to be brutal. Um, for, for those of you who maybe are listening to this on the drive-in on Friday morning and, and did not watch Thursday Night Football, uh, the the Chiefs were in scoring position. You know they opted to to run a quarterback sneak with Mahomes, and uh, it, it looks like he he at minimum dislocates uh, his patella. And you know Travis and I uh, watched uh, at Pro Football Docs uh, video breakdown. Uh, he spent some time as he always does on the Island Games in particular, breaking down the injury and kind of giving a a prognosis. Now he he thinks with with all the swelling that's going to occur, you know, I, if if you saw this happen in real time, you know, the, the Chiefs training staff goes out on the field, they pop him on a cart, they get the patella back into place, and then Mahomes actually, you know, he gets down off the cart and walks into the tunnel on his own power. Um, but uh, Doctor Chow actually thinks that the swelling is going to be so bad that at minimum we're talking several weeks. Uh, of time off for Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, I think the big issue for those of you that are depending on Mahomes to bring home a, a championship for you this year is the Chiefs have a bye in week 12 and we're in week seven. So we're talking about, you know, an injury, you know, Dr. Chow's saying, you know, maybe a month um, is, a, is a target on a return for him. Well, you know, that's that's four and a half weeks from now is that bye it kind of seems like a natural pause in the schedule, Travis, for him to come back in week 13. Well, you know, we missed the, we missed the whole, the whole second half of the fantasy season uh, for Mahomes and, and for all of his targets to not have him under center. Um, this, this, this is huge. And, and this is basically what, what the pro football doc is saying is, is maybe the best case scenario. Um, and, and he's not ruling out, you know, at this time of night, you know, we're recording at 1030 Eastern on Thursday night. He's he's saying that you know surgery's not out of the question, and surgery would absolutely end the end the season for Patrick Mahomes. He he's concerned that that's an option because the Chiefs are going to want to protect this investment, obviously. So um, <laughs> that that is that's the specific scenario that we're hopping on to talk about. Okay, and um, before we talk about what you can do to preserve your championship chances. You know, I, I want to talk to you about ship station, speaking of ships. So when you're selling online, Travis, getting your orders out can be a real pain. Probably just like getting these passes out to the periphery in Kansas City will be. It can be time-consuming, expensive. There's so many carriers to choose from. How can you possibly know if you're making the right choice? Well, that's where ShipStation.com comes in. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship all of your online orders. ShipStation helps you get out orders quickly you save money on shipping costs, and you're going to keep those customers happy. No matter where you're selling, might be Amazon, Etsy, or your very own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface. It makes them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. ShipStation works with all of the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, and even Amazon Fulfillment. So you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer on a case-by-case basis. No wonder. ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You're going to ship more in less time with the best rates available. And right now, just for DynastyCommandCenter.com and Dynasty Command Center podcast listeners, uh, you can try ShipStation free for 60 days. Just use the offer code BLUE, as in the color blue. 
There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in the word BLUE. That's ShipStation.com. Enter offer code BLUE. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. Okay, Travis. Well, you know, again, we're hopping on in emergency fashion here. I think, you know, a, a reasonable way of going about this would be to uh, I, uh, if you've got Mahomes, there's not really much to talk about here. Obviously, you're going to have to in a one quarterback dynasty league. You're gonna you're gonna be streaming, you know. But you know, between whatever backups you own, you might have to go out and see who's available um, in the free agent pool. You know, maybe the Gardner Minshews of the world, Mason Rudolphs of the world are out there. I mean, it's, it's going to be ugly. Um, you might have to make a deal um, to, with a rebuilder. Uh, to, to grab, a, you know, a veteran, maybe somebody's willing to move a Philip Rivers or Drew Brees or a Tom Brady, somebody at the end of their career for a reasonable price. I'd rather spend this time tonight talking about the running back, wide receiver, and tight end position on the Chiefs because I think those are the ones that are going to be really hard, especially in single QB leagues. The value is actually at those positions rather than the quarterback position. So um, let's start with the running backs, Travis. LaShawn McCoy really has started to uh, become, you know, the alpha in this committee. Andy Reid is using a, a full-blown committee for the first time and as long as I can remember uh, as, as a play caller. But LaShawn McCoy looks like the most valuable piece, extremely efficient, especially on the early downs, rushing the ball. Um, and the the receiving work is kind of being spread amongst all the backs there. So what are your thoughts on this injury and what it might mean for LaShawn McCoy as a meaningful fantasy chess piece the rest of the year. Sure. Well, it's good to see that McCoy, first of all, even regardless of this injury, it's good to see that he's he's getting the work that he deserves. I mean, he's he's going to be a future Hall of Fame back. And even at age 47, I'm pretty sure he'd still be better than uh, Damian Williams. Not to say that Damian Williams is a horrible player, but LaShawn McCoy <laughs> is is still actually showing that he's really solid. I, I, th- I think uh, so. It's, it's great to see that and that uh, he's getting some run uh, to kind of move up the, the leaderboards and yards from scrimmage. But, uh, you know, the game's actually not even over as we record right now, and McCoy has already had nine touches to Damian Williams, uh, four touches, and that might change down the stretch uh, at, at some point in the game. But it's great to see McCoy getting the early work and some some receiving work as he's done that his entire career. Um, but we'll get to the the wide receivers and tight ends. But the running back position is the one that I'm I'm probably least worried about in t- as it pertains to uh, this Patrick Mahomes in- injury and, and the impact that it might have here. Uh, the, the Chiefs actually down the stretch using the uh, you know strength to schedule streaming app on Rotoviz. Uh, we can check out you know how. Teams, you know, face off with with the rest of their opponents down the stretch in terms of uh, right now rushing defenses against certain positions, passing defense against certain positions, and they actually have some some decent matchups. They're about a middle of the road type team uh, down down the stretch right now. Uh, so they got the Packers coming up. Obviously, that's going to be uh, a little bit easier uh, against running backs uh, even before the bye. They actually get the Chargers, and they get the Chargers twice, uh, who have given up uh, some a ton of rushing yards on the ground. In fact, uh, I believe they're 23rd right now against the run. So 
pretty soft against uh, uh, the run. So as far as the running backs go, I'm probably least concerned with uh, them. And if we they have to actually lean more on the run uh, moving forward, I, I'm actually kind of excited to see what that means for LaShawn McCoy. And and perhaps that buoys a couple uh, backs each week that uh, make for instant and at least interesting flex plays. Even if the 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 touchdown and, and just maximum points per points per week might not have the same ceiling with uh, whoever is going to be replacing. I guess it's Matt Moore is going to be replacing uh, Patrick Mahomes. I'm, I'm not super worried about the McCoys or the Williams uh, any more than I was. But you, you hate to see the quarterback go down. Are, are you very concerned and? about the running backs specifically Curtis uh and even if not I mean are you really looking to buy McCoy and and buy if if you're kind of a competing team this year well I don't like that they have the week 12 buy Uh, that's the thing that's going to complicate this with all of these positions as we talk uh, about them Uh, ideally you know if you're a competing team right now this is the time of the year where you start to try to make trades for players who are already past their buy yeah. Um, because that's, you know, only going to help you um, in terms of your uh, starting lineups every week and your flexibility, especially those flex positions or in deeper leagues um, to, to either cover buys for your other players or just to have more players to choose from, obviously. Um, the, the Chiefs, like I said earlier, have really kind of been spreading those running back targets around. Um, this does not include the Thursday night data yet because we're recording during the game. Uh, McCoy and Damian Williams had 15 and 16 targets uh, respectively entering this week and Daryl Williams actually had 11. I mean, so, I mean, they basically got a, you know, they're splitting that, that receiving, uh, work three ways, um, with McCoy being kind of the lead, uh, back in terms of the overall opportunity, uh, from the running back position. So, I mean, it may, I guess the one thing I could see, you know, I, I find it, I find it hard to believe that the chiefs would just roll out Matt Moore for the next month, month plus, if Mahomes is indeed going to miss this amount of time, I think they bring somebody else in. But until the offense is really appreciated or or known, I, I do think we could see more checkdowns uh, to the running back. So it'll be interesting to see if if Reed still wants to use all the different packages that he has for each of these running backs and sub them in and out. I mean, I think I could see him maybe just leaning more on one guy, trying to get somebody hot and, and slow. I, I basically go with a totally different type of offense uh, mm-hmm. without Mahomes in there, unless he can get somebody that knows his system. You know, if he can get, you know, Nick Foles uh, into Kansas City somehow, if Jacksonville were, you know, willing to give him up uh, and, and depending on when he's ready to come back. I'm trying to think of other other players maybe that, that would know his system, yeah. maybe like uh, – what Chase Daniel spent some time um, with him and Mitchell Trubisky's back, but I don't think the Bears are going to be in any hurry to get rid of their backup quarterback. So, you know, I'm, I guess I'm, you know, we would have to see who they bring in. Um, but I, maybe I could see them running the ball more and, and going leaning more on McCoy, but I, I don't think I feel comfortable saying he's a trade target. Um, however, if, if you've owned him and he's been kind of in that flex rotation, I do think his floor is probably going to be more solid uh, from week to week. So, you know, maybe you feel maybe you feel good about that. Uh, but I, I don't think I feel comfortable calling him a trade target, Travis, to answer your question. OK, and, that, and that's fair, because, I mean, it's when a quarterback goes down, it, it's a little bit risky to call anybody um, a trade target. But I think because the uh, the concern is there, I think that that makes their value even cheaper 
if somebody is a competing team, even one of the, the teams that's competing against you, uh, obviously they might be a little curious as to why you're asking about acquiring LaShawn McCoy, but they might see that as a player that they can no longer really trust or use. And if you believe in the schedule, which is about average or so, and you think that there might be an uptick in that usage in the receiving game, and really, I mean, McCoy, even coming in, into this game, uh, Damian Williams was averaging like two yards per carry. Like uh, McCoy had been the far superior talent this year in terms of efficiency uh, on his touches. So I, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to hold, but I, I I would bet on McCoy uh, down the stretch. So if if this does depress his price on on a competitor, especially somebody that you're potentially competing against, and they're they're not really thinking about that in week seven or eight. Um, I, I would at least uh, go fishing to see what the price is on somebody like that. But l- let's talk about the, what the, what this means to I, you know let's say the best for last the wide receivers because that that's going to be kind of kind of the mess uh, with Travis Kelsey. Uh, let's talk about the tight ends and uh, are you concerned, Curtis, when it comes to Travis Kelsey and, and his outlook down the stretch this year? Yeah, I'm definitely concerned. Um, he is among the leaders in the league. Uh, this season at the position and fantasy scoring, but we haven't really seen the consistently elite production from him, even with Mahomes uh, back there. We have just one game over 20 PPR for Travis Kelsey so far, uh, a couple games uh, with 15 points and, and the rest, you know, on down below that he actually in week one, wasn't even a tight end one, um, which is, which is odd for Travis Kelsey. So, Already seeing him, you know, maybe not be quite at the level that we were accustomed to or expecting coming into the year. Maybe he gets, you know, again, maybe he gets pummeled with targets just because, you know, a a backup quarterback or somebody new to the system may feel comfortable with those underneath routes or those middle of the field matchup routes that, that Kelsey gets versus trying to force things on the outside. But I think the touchdown potential with literally anyone who's brought in is going to, that's going to be a drop off from Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> obviously. So um, I think the question we have to ask here is if you're a playoff contender right now, let's, maybe you're not even the, the number one team in your dynasty league, but let's just say you're in the playoff picture. From a dynasty perspective, and with this understanding that, you know, Kelsey's output already wasn't at the elite level, are you willing to move him? for somebody further down and and I'm going to say outside even that that top tier that we talked about at the beginning of the season at the beginning of the season we kind of talked about you know a Kelsey Kittle Evan Ingram and then maybe Zach Ertz being in kind of a top tier are you willing to move Travis Kelsey straight up for Evan Ingram Hmm. uh, on a competitor Uh, when when you think about Evan Ingram having a top five or top six per the Rotoviz strength of schedule streaming app, top six at the position schedule rest of season. Yeah. You willing to make that pivot straight up if you can even find it? Man, that's tough. I mean, you could just talk about the age difference between the two uh, and get a little bit more excited about Evan Ingram. Uh, and then if, if you assume that the rest of the season is a loss for what you think Travis Kelsey should be giving you, um, I'd say that they are very close in market value, it, it, and I would probably uh, look at what the price difference is uh, between you know my perception as a Kelsey's owner and an Evan Ingram owner. Like especially if the Evan Ingram owner is not necessarily competitive this year, uh, I think that that conversation absolutely has to happen. Just because you, you, I don't know how close that is. I don't think I'd do it straight up right now today. 
Um, and mainly that's because I, I've seen the targets that Kelsey's still gotten this year. I mean, he's top three in targets this year. He just hasn't had the touchdowns. He's got one touchdown coming into uh, this week. But he's got 49 targets in the first six games of the year. Uh, and he's and already tonight, the game's not even over, and he already has another eight targets. So uh, after tonight, he will be leading uh, all tight ends and targets. So I think his opportunity is still going to be there. And like you said, I think he will probably still be targeted and, and relied upon. And Because whatever backup quarterback is not going to be hitting those deep bombs to Tyreek Hill as much uh, as uh, Patrick Mahomes would. I know Matt Moore connected with Tyreek Hill on a, on a long touchdown tonight, but that's probably not something you want to count on all the time. So I'm not eager to go make that one-for-one -one trade, but I'm definitely going to ask what the difference is between the two because if it isn't that expensive, I'm going to be making that pivot just just looking at the schedule because, yeah, the Giants have, have it better and, and the, really the Chiefs are about middle of the road again uh, with, as far as tight ends go, but if the passing game just can't get going at all, uh, I'm not going to want to rely on, on Kelsey as much as I would somebody like, like Evan Ingram. So I, I get that, but... I, I, what is the difference to you between those two? I, I mean, the the gap is ever narrowing. Um, I I think as I think about as I think about that situation, I'm trying to I'm trying to imagine what from the Evan Ingram owner's side, why would they want to make that trade? Yeah, like I, I think like the only reason would be maybe if they wanted to pair him with Mahomes or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah Cause even um, if they aren't competitive this year, it's and, not really, and, and a you're, plan do, you're going future. into like a pseudo tank. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I think that trade's going to be hard to make. I mean, I think you're probably actually going to have to add to Kelsey side. The, yeah. the Ingram owner has all the leverage yeah. in that, in that conversation probably. So you probably have to add to Kelsey. So I think the question's actually, you know, would you be willing to add like a second round pick to Kelsey to pivot to Ingram? That's probably the question to ask. Because uh, that's probably the how to start a conversation at this point. <laughs> For me, it's probably it's probably going to depend on the stakes of the league. How much can I win? I, yeah, I think exactly. In a higher stakes yeah. honesty league, <laughs> um, I, I'm probably willing to do that. In in a league where it's you know like in an FFPC style league, probably more willing to have those conversations uh, in a high stakes FFPC league versus you know, a, a really deep MFL league where I've got, you know, a $50 buy-in or something like that. I might not be willing to, to deconstruct my team for this pivot. Yeah. I think, I, I think I would definitely do that in a more high stakes situation um, where I'm already in and looking pretty, like say my team's five and one right now coming into the week. And I absolutely have to keep that positional advantage going. Yeah. I, I'd be willing to kind of part ways with a little, plus on on the Kelsey side for sure. I think that that, that changes everything. So we'll league to league and, and premium to not premium to two tight end to one tight end, whatever your league requirements are, it's going to be a little bit different. But obviously I think where we're landing is Evan Ingram has just passed up Travis Kelsey. Is that, would you agree with that? Just right now? Is, is even with Kelsey? Yeah, he's even or passed him up in terms of ranking and value. I don't know, man. It sounds I, like... I think I got to sleep. On, I think I got to sleep on it. I think yeah, I got to sleep, sleep on it. I need to see. I mean, if they if the Chiefs trade for like Nick Foles tomorrow or something, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, tight ends last. I mean, Kelsey. I mean, we're we're staring at the the age thirty situation, but we know tight ends, especially the elite tight ends, can can hold on and last. But we are. I mean, we are on the sunset horizon of Kelsey's career even if we're gonna say that a quarterback like Mahomes yeah. could prop him up a little longer 
Jeez, I I guess where I'm at is if you want to make the deal, I'll bless it. I I still don't know how I'm actually going to rank this as of tomorrow morning. I I honestly got to sleep on it, and and I probably got to take a few more sips of this uh, this Knob Creek um, for <laughs> for things to become clear. Um, I, I want to yeah. let's talk let's talk about some trades that maybe more would be more likely to happen though at the tight end position. Sure. So let's stay in the same d- division. Darren Waller just signed a mega extension um, with the with mm. the Raiders and I could see a Darren Waller owner trying to leverage that contract, um, to make a pivot if they're not a long-term believer in Waller. Um, Waller is fifth and expected, uh, PPR points per game, uh, per the road of his NFL stat explorer at the tight end position, 11th and air yards at the position, second in receptions. And that's even with uh, a week six bye in there. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's he's absolutely dominating at the position, and now he's locked up for the long term. We've seen even before Darren Waller broke out this year that John Gruden wants to lean on the tight end, that David or, uh, Derek Carr – I always say David Carr, man. It's it, We're a decade past this thing. <laughs> that, Der- that Derek Carr um, wants to uh, use the tight end in that offense. Jared Cook famously um, – you know, was a, a difference maker in 2018 of the position. So what would you require on top of Darren Waller to sell a Kelsey share on top of Darren Waller? I think you got to be looking at, even in like pretty standard leagues, uh, you have to be looking at what, like a late first, like something like that. Uh, and I, I do think Darren Waller's role can get even better too. I think, uh, you could almost, if, if you are, I, I would be buying, if, if I'm the Kelsey owner, I have to go, and assume that Waller's eventually going to get a touchdown. <laughs> you know, like he's he doesn't have a touchdown on, <laughs> on 42 targets. Like if you look at the top 29 tight ends in terms of PPR scoring right now, all of them except for Waller <laughs> have a touchdown. And that, so that, that positive regression is going to hit and his, his price is going to get even higher. So I would be looking for somebody exactly like this if, I, if I'm looking to uh, pivot uh, – and, and want to get something, um, you know, in return. So at least a late first, but I, I'd want like a, a mid first probably if I'm if I'm really selling off of uh, uh, Kelsey. Is that is that kind of the price range you were thinking? Yeah, I think just the stick, just the sticker shock of only getting a second would be difficult. I think I might even do Kelsey in a second for Waller in a first if if I felt confident that the first um, was not going to be a playoff first might be willing to right. just do a pick swap instead of just getting the pick. Hey, did you, I mean, Waller is first among all tight ends and team target market share. He's got a 27% yeah, team target insane. market share for the Raiders. So, I mean, this is, it's a small sample size and he's had a very complex NFL career to date. And we've seen, and we've seen guys have uh, crazy, quarter seasons and then fall off we've seen guys even have elite tight end seasons and fall off uh for those of you that might remember gary barnage uh late breakout and then never to be heard of again so i mean there there's some risk associated with going after a player like this but i think rest of season i mean waller's a real threat especially now that he's passed his bye i mean waller yeah. waller could very very reasonably uh, be a, a more important fantasy asset rest of 2019 than, than Kelsey. So I think this type of of trade could make some sense uh, if, if you want to pivot off of Kelsey and you're on that title run. Let's pick one other one other situation here 
Uh, we're, let's not let's skip over Kittle. That owner's not going to make that pivot. Um, let's go no. down to let's go down to OJ Howard. No, no, just kidding. He's horrible. <laughs> um, Austin Hooper. Oh, man. Austin Hooper huh. has yeah. the uh, 32, 31, 30, the 28th, no, 29th worst uh, remaining tight end schedule and is also not past his bye. Uh, but Austin Hooper is just scorching the earth, having his true uh, breakout in his fourth season. Per the road of his NFL Stat Explorer, he's top eight in literally every important receiving metric that you could assign to a tight end, and he's he's top three in most of them. I mean, second targets, first in receptions, second receiving yards, second in touchdowns, fourth in air yards, first in you know he's PPR tight end one uh, so far, uh, second <laughs> yeah, that's on a okay. per game basis, uh, third in expected points per game, um, and the, the the touchdowns really are helping. He's actually seventh at the position in team target market share, but. Five out of six games that he's played, he has been a tight end one. Three out of his six games, he scored more than 20 PPR. I mean, if you if you own Austin Hooper, you're, you're probably in the playoff picture. So that that is another thing to keep in mind. The Hooper owner may not feel compelled to pivot from Hooper to Kelsey. But let's talk about that scenario. Just in case they're not a believer and they see the Falcons at one and five as not a viable team and this is just a mirage i'm gonna sell them high would have never dreamed that i could pivot off a of hooper for kelsey earlier in the season would you trade travis kelsey for austin hooper straight up no not straight up but i do like austin hooper he is like top everything this year and that's that's fantastic but i think he does cool off like you said and so i think um he comes down to earth a little bit and he doesn't uh continue the, the same you know, even if he continues the same run of, of receiving touchdowns, I'm not sure that the, the yardage is going to continue at the same click, in the same pace uh, with the other options there. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think I could do that. But um, So you so I, you would just ride Kelsey? Because, I mean, the, the Hooper owner is not going to add anything, right? I mean, do we expect an Austin yeah, Hooper owner to add anything? I don't know. Pro- I mean, probably not. If I'm the Hooper, if I'm the Hooper owner... Again, that's one of the situations where that Hooper owner has the leverage, and so that that stinks. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think that's a trade I, I get done as a Kelsey owner. Uh, but I'm looking to do that type of thing if I'm I'm the Hooper owner, uh, trying to milk that value for as much as I can, knowing that uh, even though my guy's on the upswing, I don't I don't think he's going to hold the same pace necessarily and finish with 250 PPR. So this comes down to. This this comes down to I think what I'm hearing, what I'm sensing from you, is you believe Travis Kelsey in 2020 and beyond, regardless of what's going to happen rest of the season, in 2020 and beyond has enough remaining dynasty value that even if it means having to resort to uh, improving your stance at another position on your roster, you would rather ride out Travis Kelsey and take your chances on either a Patrick Mahomes return or that whoever the Chiefs bring in can still prop up Travis Kelsey to the point where he's at least not a liability in your starting lineup. You'd rather stay the course there than try to force yes. some sort of trade with a Waller or Hooper level uh, tight end. Yeah, I, ideally, yes. I, I think so. I think that's, you don't lose value there. I mean, like trading guys, 
you know, in situations surrounding some kind of injury, whether it's directed to that player or someone related to that player, you're always selling below what it what what it just was like two or three hours ago, and then what it, what their value will probably be two or three months from now. So it's it's just not the, the kind of move that I typically seek out to make. But I'm I'm looking if I can get somebody like an Ingram that that I really believe in long term and that maybe that doesn't happen but that's the kind of player I'm I'm pursuing these other players not necessarily but you know okay. it, it it could be could be it could be worse so I think where I'm at is is I agree with you I don't think that I would pay extra well I would not pay extra from Kelsey to pivot to Hooper right now I do think I would be exploring Kelsey for Waller trades because it means that much to me uh, it means that much to me to bring home the ship this year. If I if I truly think I can, yeah. If if having if, if my team is constructed in a way where I've got a high floor team that also has some ceiling and and tight end positional advantage has been a key uh, to to me and my success so far this year. Moving to a player who's looking like he's a top three lock at the position rest of season, who's also passed his by, who also has a favorable remaining schedule at the position. I think I'm going to explore that more. Cause I do think maybe I could get the Waller owner to add something or do some sort of pick swap in there, uh, and, and get that done. That's probably where, where I would go. But otherwise I, I, I think I agree. I would, I would stay put. And, and I'm not even sure at least tonight, if I would make that pivot for Evan Ingram. So let's, before we move on, um, before we move on to the wide receiver position, um, why don't you tell us, uh, what our friends at Roman have for us? Yeah, sure. So Roman is one of our sponsors and uh, talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. And usually we just, you know, brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, you know, I just lost my mojo or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, you know, I had a long day at work or uh, sorry, honey, I'm I'm just not feeling it or sorry, honey, I've got to go record a, a podcast with Curtis. But with, with Roman, it's, it's easy to talk about it and with a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you and find the best treatment plan. And if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with you know free two-day shipping. Talk about awesome. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. And getting started is simple. You can just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash BlueWire for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash BlueWire. All right, Travis, let's talk about the wide receivers. And this this is another tough topic here because the Chiefs already before this Mahomes injury the Chiefs had the 32nd uh 32nd uh easiest or I guess we want to let's just do this reverse they had the toughest remaining <laughs> wide receiver schedule uh of every team in, in the NFL now typically we would gloss over that because of an asset like Tyreek Hill and a right arm like Mahomes I mean they're basically matchup proof at, at least that pair but maybe for you know the peripheral pieces like uh, Robinson or, or Hardman, uh, things already were looking a little bit bleak for the rest of the season. Now that really gets 
that really gets called into question. Um, and as I'm even looking at what's happened here in the second half of the game as it's being played while we're talking, Travis Kelsey leads the team with eight targets. Looks like he's getting um, a, a fed basically on, on the short little dig dig routes over and over. He's got a line of six uh, catches for 44 yards, Travis, and and the receivers are, are not doing much outside of the big play uh, to Hill and Hardman earlier in the game. So we're already starting to see some of this maybe come to fruition against the Broncos with Matt Moore at the helm. So let's talk about Tyreek Hill. Let's In this scenario, let's say that we find out this weekend that Patrick Mahomes is opting to have surgery. They're shutting him down. They're protecting the investment long-term. How far down the list of dynasty wide receivers are you willing to go moving off of Tyreek Hill to get that title this year? Oh, man. Like, just to make a pivot, like, straight up, just one for one? Yeah, one one for one. One for one, no picks involved. A deal that's obviously attractive to the other owner, but you feel gives you the leg up uh and and preserves your your you know your title hopes for this year i'm going to read off some names among the top this is not necessarily sorted uh for dynasty purposes this is who's who's really killing it in 2019 here okay uh, let's just i'm not even going to look at ppr i'm going to look at uh i'm going to look at uh you know receiving leaders let's just go by targets here uh, that's what that's how i've got it sorted right now so cooper cup you're going to trade tyree kill for cooper cup we talked about you know where he was last week, and I I don't think I could do that for Cooper Cup still. Even it's just I, I couldn't. I, I thought about it this week. I slept on. It. I was like, man, I, I just couldn't. I couldn't do it for for Cooper Cup. I think I, I still have you know a few other guys in that tier that we kind of talked about on the previous episode, just a little bit ahead of Cup. Um, so probably not him. Okay, the Michael Thomas owner is not going to make the trade. Um, Keenan no. Allen, would you trade Tyreek Hill for Keenan Allen? Yeah, even though he kind of ghosted the last week, yes, I think I would take take that kind of uh, take that kind of value right now. See, that's that's interesting to me with with Cup outperform. So you so you think that so you either expect Keenan Allen to have a better second half, or you just believe yes. in the talent and think he's a, a more sound investment than Cup? Yes, that okay, okay, mainly that. And I think I, I think Cup, I think we're gonna see some some numbers that are a little bit friendlier for the other two wide receivers down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not just going to be the Cooper cup show. Whereas Keenan Allen, everyone is falling apart around him. Hunter Henry just came back. So there's a little bit of a threat there, but uh, Travis Benjamin just got put on, on IR. Mike Williams um, has struggled to stay healthy at times. And I, I do believe that Keenan Allen is just a runaway I mean, one of the top five wide receivers in the game, possibly anyway. Uh, so, I, I'm still, I'm still preferring Allen there. Okay, so okay, so that that's our first actionable uh, advice here at the wide receiver position. DeAndre Hopkins owner probably, even though he's having a little bit of a slow start, don't think that owner is going to make that trade. Um, okay, uh, a pair of receivers that we talked a lot about last week in Tampa Bay. Yeah. Would you trade Tyreek Hill? for either of the the Buccaneers receivers, Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. Yep, Chris Godwin, uh, definitely. And uh, Mike Evans probably, yeah. Wow, okay. So more more actionable. Um, I don't, this, this is an interesting one. I don't know if this owner would make this trade or not. Would you trade Tyreek Hill for Odo Beckham Jr.? I'm not sure just because I'm not sure how much that really, but I, I would love to say that I, I believe that Odell Beckham is going to bounce back 
uh, and is going to start scoring more touchdowns. By the same logic I used earlier with other players, I mean, he only has one touchdown on 54 targets. That's probably going to correct itself at some point. Uh, but I, I don't think um, I want to make a move that I'm not sure is going to mean much more for my team. Yeah, so Cle- let's dig into that a little bit further um, because I can see what you're saying here. I mean, Cleveland has the uh, third most difficult schedule for wide receivers from a fantasy scoring perspective rest of the season. They're on by, they're on by this week. So you would have already gotten Tyree Kill's points tonight trading for Beckham, who would then be past his buy. So you'd get a little bit of a bounce there. But coming off the bye, Cleveland plays New England, Denver, Buffalo. I mean, that's that's brutal. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's just that's, that's nope, brutal. nope, and nope. But yeah. then, so. but then, there's a big but here. Week 11 to week 15, Travis, the Cleveland Browns schedule. Pittsburgh Steelers, slightly better than neutral. Miami Dolphins, Pittsburgh Steelers again. Cincinnati, Arizona. So you could make a real run there, uh, potentially with Odo Beckham Jr. over that five-week stretch. And then in week 16, they get Baltimore. Now, Odo Beckham Jr. is not the receiver who blew up against Baltimore earlier this season. It was Jarvis Landry, but the Browns did not have any trouble moving the ball on the Ravens defense. So I think, you know, you would have three tough weeks to get through. And if your team's struggling, you know, if you're a 500 team uh, because of missing Tyreek Hill earlier this season and you need that immediate bounce, it's probably not a deal that you make. But if we find out that Mahomes is gone rest of season and the OBJ owner is frustrated and is focused more on those three upcoming games, you know, do you trust maybe that bounce off of those last five to six weeks? I don't know. That that's a pretty tough one for me. I, I and I, yeah, and I do believe right in Odo Beckham Jr.'s talent. I think that I probably yeah. would make that pivot. Um, I'd have to think hard about it, but I think I would do that one for one, and I would just take the risk. I wouldn't feel as good about it as some of those other guys you're talking about uh, in terms of preserving my chances or boosting my chances this year. But I think I'd take the risk because I, I basically see them as as even assets at this point. And that's fair. There's there's definitely there would definitely be a, a large concern. Uh, with or just un- uncertainty with both but so that that's right there for me but I, I I can't but I understand you going for it there let's throw a few more names out there um, just for practical application purposes DJ Moore would you trade Tyreek Hill for DJ Moore no and, and I I'm a I'm a DJ Moore fanboy I have been since like you know September of his fi- final year at Maryland but mm-hmm. you know, I, I I can't <laughs> I wouldn't either. I, I, don't, I don't think uh, he's, he's quite. Yeah. And you, you love him too, but it's yeah. just uh, not quite there yet. Okay. This player, we don't know where he's going to play in 2020. Amari Cooper. And he's also ouchy. <sighs> yeah, he is also ouchy. Oh, man. If he wasn't ouchy, I, think, we kinda it, talked I about, think you'd just do it. If he wasn't ouchy, I think you'd yeah, just I think do it. Kind of right? same dunk. Yeah. But he is ouchy. <laughs> but I don't think so. it's going to be like. Uh, <laughs> Let's. Uh, this is such a, tough a mess. One. That is a tough one. That's such one. a mess. No, I think I'd still prefer to, t- to keep Tyreek there. Now, Dallas um, has not is not past their bye. Um, Dallas gets Philly this week. Now, in a lot of leagues, your players lock after they've played. So you may not be able to trade Tyreek and then still post points from Amari Cooper this week. Um, then he has his bye in week eight. Then he gets the New York Giants in, in week nine. Juicy matchup. Then Dallas has a brutal stretch. Um, in the running up to the playoffs phase of the season, Minnesota, Detroit, New England, Buffalo, Chicago. That's that's pretty tough. But then in uh, the semifinals and finals of the fantasy playoffs, 
the Cowboys get the Los Angeles Rams. Now, they did just trade for Jalen Ramsey, so we have to throw in some context that the rest of the season, they may perform better against wide receivers than they have so far. And Amari Cooper would likely draw uh, shadow coverage from Jalen Ramsey in that that matchup. So it's not even even though that's green in the in the strength of schedule streaming app right now, probably not green by the time we get closer to week fifteen. But in in the in the title game, Dallas gets the Philadelphia Eagles, the most porous pass defense known to man. <laughs> um, so, but but I agree. I mean, he, he basically Amari Cooper has some smash matchups and then some you know clear avoid matchups. And and honestly, two of the three attractive matchups come in the next three weeks, and he's kind of banged up right now. So I, I think I w- would not make the trade right now. That's where I'm at. Fair enough. What are you doing with uh, Miko Hardman and Demarcus Robinson? So I, th- I think this could potentially open up a buy window on Miko Hardman. I think uh, there already was a, a, a buy window on him earlier in the season um, just from, from not playing each week. Um, and any boost that he would have gotten tonight from the early touchdown has probably been uh, totally canceled out by the Mahomes injury. And it, I, th- I think you, I really think if, if we find out that Mahomes is, is dead, rest of season from the right owner, I mean, you might be able to move like 20, 20 second round picks for Miko Hardman. That, that might might have been in play even with Mahomes still playing. Um, but I like the idea of targeting him. Sammy Watkins, um, we talked about several weeks ago, and we had really liked what he was doing through the first several weeks of the season in the absence of Tyreek Hill. But he basically fell off a cliff the, the second Hill returned, and then now he's had more of the soft tissue injuries. I think the frustrating roller coaster ride of Sammy Watkins has just continued, and, and it's put me more in the camp of investing in Miko Hardman as the, the secondary wide receiver for the long, for the long term in Kansas City, especially if, if Robinson isn't to return next year. So I like the idea of buying Hardman. Don't think you'll have to invest a lot. Um, at Robinson, I, I, I think if you invest in him, it, he, it's probably thinking maybe that he gets a bigger role elsewhere outside of Kansas City next year. I mean, what do you think about those two players? Yeah, we talked about that a little bit before. I think that's definitely a viable mm-hmm. uh, scenario for Demarcus Robinson. So I'm, I'd be actually, again, using this as an opportunity to uh, target Demarcus Robinson and probably fading Hardman still uh, just because it's going to be Tyreek Hill. It's going to be Travis Kelsey uh, for a while still here. And uh, really, Hardman's only kind of taken advantage of opportunities uh, when players have missed uh, for the most part. Uh, he kind of had the early touchdown, but uh, tonight, but it's it's still he's never going to be the the tie the high target type guy. I mean, Demarcus Robinson is, has even still out targeted him again tonight and has done so on the season. Uh, so I, I'm not really I was never sold on his his profile or him mm-hmm. as a prospect, and probably will never be sold on him as a prospect. So I, I'm I'm probably avoiding him and just uh, looking for cheap options for Demarcus uh, with. You know the the ambiguity surrounding uh, his contract uh, and future, uh, and the the short term uh, downturn in outlook for him this year. So just kind of planning for the future there, if I can. Well, Travis, in the the words of the great Ron Burgundy, we just agree to disagree on Miko Hartman. Um, <laughs> agree to it's, it's and and it's role based for me uh, more so than talent based, but I do think he's shown enough. So um, we hope that this emergency episode. Uh, will help you, if nothing else, just kind of cope and get through the situation. We're all stressing together. Um, it, uh, to, I mean, there's no other way to say it. I mean, this just sucks. I mean, you, you hate to see this for Patrick Mahomes as a player. 
Um, you hate to see it for the Kansas City Chiefs, who are clearly on a championship trajectory uh, just in general. Whether or not you think that would happen this year certainly is in their future uh, to be competing for the Super Bowl uh, often, especially on Mahomes' uh, first contract here still. And so, you know, you just hate to see this. And, and we don't want to see people's fantasy seasons tank, especially if you're really ready to bring home that dynasty title. So, um, you know, our advice here really is to be bold. Um, if, if you truly feel you can bring home that title, explore the trade options. If you're not sure what to do, you can hop in uh, the Dynasty Command Center Slack. Uh, the, the, the chat has been blowing up um, tonight already. And uh, some of our other analysts have been handling those questions as we've been recording. Uh, but that's a great resource. You can check out more info on our Slack at DynastyCommandCenter.com. Um, but yeah, th- thanks for joining us. We'll also be checking our Twitter feeds. Uh, I'm at C Patrick NFL. Travis, of course, at FM or FF underscore Travis M. Of course, that's at FF underscore Travis M. Um, thanks, thanks for uh, joining us for this emergency episode. Travis, anything to take at home? Yeah, and until next time, keep living that dynasty life. time inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply